Do you think that with a lot of the uh, understanding we have now about how single people are being marginalised through Valentine's Day and things, that maybe we'll get to a point in the future, maybe when we're, when we're older, that people won't celebrate Valentine's Day? It'll just be a thing like, oh, that's a weird thing we did back in the day and we don't really need it anymore. It's kind of a pointless holiday. Definitely not, I don't think. I don't know. I, like, I guess more and more people, like, there's like more people like... It'll be a long time in the future. I can't imagine it. I don't think it'll be ever in our lifetime. But there's definitely lots of people who are like married to themselves or in the opposite spectrum, like um, polygamous and like this idea of like monogamy and doesn't like feature. So I guess that. But then Valentine's Day isn't a celebration of like monogamous relationships. Yeah, so... it's a celebration of love and again, like love can take many forms. You could give a Valentine's rose to your parents. Yeah, you know, like, I, so I don't your think friends. I think. I guess in the sense that it is still like kind of tied to Christianity. I don't think it is tied to Christianity now. Not really anymore. Not any. Not in terms of like um, just a doctrine or the way that churches practice Valentine's Day. Um, so I think it's, that's probably a fair point that it's just going to be expanded to different groups of people who probably felt quite excluded yeah. from it. Yeah, and we've seen that with like Valentine's things. Like a couple of years ago, maybe not a couple, maybe like five or six years ago, Valentine's wasn't like Never, as big as no. it is now. And I genuinely just think, like, with Valentine's, I get people want to show off their relationships and show appreciation. But a lot of the time, it's like, I don't want to say wanting something you can't have, but like when you're single and you're like, oh, I wish I had a partner. Mm. But then you'll be in a relationship and then you'd be like, oh, you know. It's like people who go like, oh, I miss being single. Like, really? not, yeah, and then people who say that. Or Unironically, like, or? Yeah, like, I get, I get saying it, like, ironically. Like, I'm like, oh, but like, even then, like, it's like, yeah, if you miss being single, then you probably shouldn't be in a relationship. Yeah. Word. And that's just the whole, like, wanting something you can't have. As soon as you get something, you're like, mm, the grass is greener on that side, and the grass is greener on this side, and then there's no more grass left. Do you think people are typically happier in a relationship or when single? Depends on the person. And depends on the mindset. Have you been happier in a relationship or single? I mean, I've been happy when I'm single and happy when I'm in a relationship. I just think it depends on how you view either. You know, a lot of people will be like craving a relationship and then get into a relationship that's really bad for them mm -hmm. and then be unhappy when they're in a relationship. And then equally, someone will become single and dwell on the fact that they're not in a relationship. So I just think it's mindset, you know, like we're not born into life in a relationship. So enjoy your time single. And then when you're in a relationship, enjoy your time in a relationship, you know? You don't have to covet one or the other. I think there's a lot of pressure now, especially with, um, if you're a young person and you have made the choice to display your couple, um, or you and another person on social media, there comes a lot of pressure with that. You know, people have a, begin to have a right to ask, oh, what's going on? Um, and if, you know, we, we've seen it where, you know, couples may have, one half might not be posting about the other person. Like we had a conversation recently about someone that we knew who, oh, their boyfriend's not really on their like, Insta anymore. Like, what's going on? And I think having a constant need to inquire into people's private lives is a bit odd. Especially on Valentine's Day. Especially I, on Valentine's Day. And I saw Day. this meme that was like, oh, is Val did Valentine's Day only happen this year? Like, I've never seen so many people like post about their like, <laughs> it their days like and their year, relationships. Actually. But I think that's I because like... Yeah. But I didn't go on... I, yeah, just, mm. I don't really go on social media anymore. I'm just too Cool. But no, Insta, Insta I, I recognise yeah. that actually. A lot of people did seem to be really going for it this year. I think though, like Insta, and this might like, be like a generational thing, is kind of like now quite dominated by like at the, at the minimum, like maybe, maybe like 19, but like actually quite a lot of people who, where it was like, you know when like Insta was the biggest thing like yeah. what, three years ago? So like they're now like in their like mid twenties, maybe early twenties. And so like that's, that's at, in your twenties, like it's that like period of like trying to discover yourself and like, you know, feel comfortable. And everyone says how like twenties are great, but then you get to your thirties and you feel comfortable. And so I think it's that generation, like, so uh, I say that to our generation of people who are on Instagram, Whereas maybe like when we were younger, that kind of thing we did like on Facebook. So maybe mm. I don't know. Um, I don't. Yeah, I didn't really see it, but then I didn't really. I don't know. Same social media. So. Have you obviously we're just by chance in a position now where we're all in relationships? Have you ever had it from 
maybe a friend who isn't in one who you're, you look at them and maybe they're going through a bit of a rough time and you think maybe they need someone at the moment or is that a difficult thing to have to contend with because deep down we realize you shouldn't need someone else to be happy yeah i think in general i think if you're in a position where you need someone then you need to be even more single because if you're gonna like i don't know i've, I've seen it with a few of my friends who yeah it would be great for them to like get in a relationship but if they haven't you know, resolve the issues they've had in previous situations, then you're just going to go into it already at a disadvantage, already kind of like depending on someone. Mm. So I just think when you're in those positions, I don't know, it's, it's uncomfortable to like dwell in being single when you're not happy with it, but it's necessary. Yeah. But then I, I kind of like, I don't know, I think it's, we've like gone so much almost the other way where it's like, you should be like proud like obviously everyone should be like proud to be single and like you know don't boast about being in a relationship and like if you're like you know only happy in a relationship then you're not happy in yourself but like actually on like just like a biological level like we are meant to be like we're really social like beings and so to say like actually i much prefer it when i'm around other people like a lot and which you are in a relationship or i i'm i'm, I'm more of a codependent person shouldn't mm-hmm. be a thing of like all the time like obviously there are cases if if someone admitting that they're a codependent person shouldn't necessarily mean that they don't like believe in themselves maybe i don't know i think so i think the codependency point is an interesting one because i think that is something that is probably more elevated on valentine's day than anything else the idea that if you know a couple i think we all realize that maybe in any given couple there might be one person who is a bit more reliant on someone else and you think the encouragement, the encouragement of people being in relationships also prevents people who maybe need that time to be single to actually go on that journey and become independent people. You know, we, you know that saying where, you know, uh, this is my other half, mm. implying that you need someone to become whole. It's something that's affected maybe, maybe younger people more now. I don't think it's just younger people. Like, I probably class myself as somewhat codependent. Mm. And I feel like in a relationship, it's a lot harder to kind of, I don't know, kind of figure that out and kind of be like okay how do I not detach myself but how do I not be as codependent while still depending on someone in a relationship so for those kind of things I think it's easier to be single and work out what do you think I don't know I think I've always been that other like mine like for me being in a relationship I feel like I can be more independent than ever because it's like that it's just that slight thing of being like well if all my ideas don't go wrong right tonight at least like I've got someone in my corner, like, you know, like, if you've had a bad day at work, like, and that kind of thing, it's that thing of, like, you've got someone in your corner to, like, rant to, and I get, like, you should be able to deal with those problems on your own, but, like, is it, is it, like, because you would go to your friends, it's not like if you're single, you, like, that officially means you don't rely on anyone, like, uh, like, single people, you know, have those really, really close relationships with their friends, and I think it's just that message is, like, particularly put towards women like you don't often hear like you know men celebrating this idea of being independent it's just like kind of assumed like so i think this kind of like story of like women you know having to like constantly tell themselves that they are it's okay to be single like obviously it's okay to be single maybe we should stop like saying it's okay to be anything kind of thing that's such an interesting point because actually as a boy you're never told really that it's it's a bad thing to be single. Yeah. I think that's a, that's probably a reason that men later on in life have to deal with that term or that women have to deal with earlier on. Like you could be a man, you know, in your thirties or forties, and you might think actually I want to have that emotional connection now. And it's because maybe you haven't had any emphasis on the need to or not on the need to, but on wanting a relationship and having the ability to express that to your other friends like we know that conversations like oh i really want to have a girlfriend or i really want to i don't want to be single anymore that's that's never been a conversation ever yeah and i think when you look at like the comparison of a man in his late 30s that's single compared to a woman in her late 30s that's mm. single mm. there's such a distinction in what you would associate that with like the woman is probably like what undesirable because she's like got to that age and she's still single or maybe she's difficult and that's why she hasn't managed to like maintain a relationship but you just assume that the man's been working and he's like 
enjoyed his single life like there's such a yeah or even on the more, putting on like a more positive spin like even if it's like oh yeah she's like an independent like you never be like he is an independent man like he like is, does his own thing like oh yeah yeah like, that's not that's like, actually like, so doesn't weird. Really why, why do we stop much. having to like like have to put a label on or like she's a happily married uh woman like or she's like you know um blah, blah, blah. and it's like maybe we should just like yeah and like not obsess over like ensuring that whatever you do is okay have you ever felt inadequate being single or felt like you were missing out it's difficult and my very close friend uh friends but one friend in particular will i've always said like i have been a serial monogamous so like i've never i haven't had that long periods of being single so yeah in those like shorter periods i've been like oh let me be in a relationship yeah i think there were yeah i'm not you know I haven't had that many relationships, but I think I had quite a long period of just, like, being single. And it was overlap of, like, a time where quite a few of my close friends were, like, getting into relationships. So then we had, like, a massive, like, group of single people. And then it just slowly started dwindling away. And then at that point, I was like, this is getting a bit boring now. Like, What do you you mean boring? Not boring. It's just, like, and that's the thing. I can understand why people are like, oh, I miss being single. Because some aspects of being single, I do miss, like... You know, the last podcast I mentioned that when we'd go clubbing and then there'd be a bunch of creepy Mm. people, I wouldn't think anything of it. But now, obviously, I do think twice. And stuff like that, like, when all of my friends were single, we'd go out, we'd have a good time. I wouldn't even care about being, like, throwing up on the floor of a club because I'd be like, it's fine. Like, but now I think think it's partially also all of us growing up a bit. Or, like, midway through my gap year, I was a bit like, everyone's in relationships. Everyone's become a bit, like, boring now. So really, awesome. yeah. Well, I was obviously like everyone. I got to uni and like everyone was single, and I was like, I don't want to be like. Well, I don't. I, yeah. Even though everyone around me was single, I was just like, I think to be fair though, it's everyone around me was single, but also just like had been single for longer, so knew how to be single. And so I think that was more of the thing. It was like they're doing this like thing of being independent really well, and I have no idea what I'm doing. And like the idea of like putting in clubs and that kind of stuff is like. And when like you know all your friends are doing it and you're like well i don't fancy doing that i'm making my friends sound like to be like they do lots of bad things <laughs> it's like it was like that shit okay um and you mean like and like you're like okay well i don't like doing that and they're gonna go do that so now i don't have like at least if i like had a boyfriend and you know we'd go home and like watch a movie like oh god oh, you know that you know when they have those like tab quizzes where it's like are you the sad girl Oh god! Like you know, yeah. The, you know, every uni house has a sound yeah. girl. I'm making myself. Uni is actually such a weird time because I think there definitely is like a. Um, there are people who say on one hand, "Oh, this is the time to be single, enjoy yourself," but then at the end of uni, like in third year, everyone is coupled up and like. Yeah. And so it's like you should be everyone. single for this amount of time, and then you should get into yeah. a relationship, and then you should become. You know, like, even before uni, I remember teachers or parents saying oh you know i met you know you, there's a good chance that you'll meet the person that you'll end up being with at uni and so you're going to uni and one of you like oh it's the greatest time you can enjoy yourself and then also being like well make sure you're keeping yourself open to potential people because if you don't miss if you miss this boat then you might never have that same chance because obviously it's, it's just proximity isn't it it's not like uni has a, is a special place for meeting people who are like you it's you are just meeting so many people. Yeah, it's your yeah. best chances. It's, it's like yeah, speed dating yeah. for three years. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it is like the convenience of being able to like see someone so often, get to know them on have like free a... Have time. Yeah, have free time. Working. With little responsibility yeah. at the time. But I know like quite a few of my um, flat last year, some of them came into uni with like two, three year relationships yeah. on their mm. backs. And, you know, a couple of weeks into like after freshers there was so many questions of like oh should i stay with this person you know everyone's enjoying their single life like that's such so. a that's such a weird one because i yeah i remember people before going to uni being like you know you shouldn't really be going to university with a girlfriend i'm like well how can your feeling someone be dependent on proximity yeah 100 but then also i can understand if you've lived like most of your teenage life in a relationship mm. and you don't know what it's like to be single i can understand you why you're suddenly questioning it and then you're meeting a huge group of new people that you've never had exposure to and you're thinking yeah should yeah. i be in this relationship like yeah like very few people who go to uni in a relationship like stay not bad of injury oh yeah yeah but you were in <laughs> thank you he was in, thank you he was in like you you didn't go to school together as well yeah yeah 
Yeah. And I think what helped in our situation is he'd had his first year already. So yeah. he was like settled with his friendship group and everything like that. So for him, it was a lot of like supporting me settling in. Mm. I also, think if we were both in that boat, it would have been a lot more difficult. Because it's been unstable for both of you at that time. I think yeah. also, yeah, like it was almost like the equivalent of you being at uni. But like, as in what I mean by like, oh, not people, it, I'm talking like people who have been together like when they're 16 or 17 yeah. or like from like school or that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I feel like your situation is kind of different. Yeah. Do you think everyone should be in a relationship as early as possible to learn about um, the facets of being in a relationship? Or is that actually counterproductive to when you're later in life and you may learn things or adopt behaviours that are not healthy in a relationship? I don't know. All that stuff comes from um, your parents. Like, Do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or, I mean, you probably know more about this. Psychology. Psychology. Oh, um, like, <laughs> from my very little understanding, like the way you act in relationships is like due to like how your parents, yeah, parented you, or your attachment styles yeah. and stuff like that. From what what I remember, but I also think that can also be somewhat changed or yeah. made more aware when you're in a relationship. If you're with so, someone who's understanding and like, yeah, and if you're with someone that brings out that side of you, so a lot of like in psychology talks about like avoidant and anxious attachment styles which generally are the ones that like are attracted to each mm. other you know one side is like um needing a lot of attention and the other one is like withdrawing so in that situation you're made more aware of either attachment style because you're faced with the opposite yeah um but in i just think like obviously it's not the case for every relationship but at least when you're younger and you're making mistakes and you're you know going through messy situations you learn from that at a younger age I'd hate to be. But what I'm saying, 25 and, 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 and I agree that with that. Straight I, I, off the I think bat. it's much better to have those early experiences when you're 16 rather than 25, for example. But yeah. then, what if just by chance you're in a situation where you're in a really toxic relationship at 16? Because at that time as well, boys and girls are both. They yeah. don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So they're also gonna, it's it's a bit of a powder cake because you're both trying to do things that you don't have a full understanding of what you're doing. And then that could set really bad trends for when you're then in a relationship when you're older and you're thinking, oh, this is what a relationship is like. And it's not. I don't, yeah, but then like part of me is just like, well, I'd rather find like a good, I, I don't know, yeah, I get what you mean. Cause like if, it, if that carries on. You always hear like it's so much harder to get into a healthy relationship after like a non-healthy mm. one because I, you're just like questioning everything. every intention, every like everything. I guess it depends on what like the cause of the problem was. Like if you were in a position where like, I don't know, for example, you, you were putting on up with a lot and then like I feel like I know, you know, a lot of like my friends who are girls suddenly had this moment when actually that whole thing of like them paying hard to get isn't that attractive anyone actually someone being keen show me attention that's actually quite nice like that's not i shouldn't be like oh that's gross um i shouldn't associate that with being a creep and then someone ignoring me for a week being really like mm. oh my god i want him so which i think is quite a common thing obviously that's like that's like the minimum amount of toxicity like there's a far more toxic yeah relationships <sighs> i guess if you but then I think, guess you're going to be, if you're in a really, really toxic relationship, no matter what age, if you've got into it, it's probably either, like, you're always going to be vulnerable to it. So at that point, it was like a ticking, maybe. Yeah, I think most, I mean, the majority of people are, um, they're not going to, they're not, you know, psychopaths who could hide that kind of stuff. There are signs to realise that someone's behaviour is typically toxic. Or you might have always been, like, vulnerable to, you know, uh, being coerced or being... Uh, being under the con- sort of thumb of somebody who's quite narcissistic and just kind of like, kind of self-reflecting that that from them, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I think a lot of that happens when you're younger in childhood. Yeah, because either you're too like psychological, but yeah, either you're really confident or you're self-conscious. I guess that is like that attachment mm. thing you were saying. And it's like a lot of people go for partners that have traits like their parents or like in the environment that they're used to so if they've got a parent that's like you know exhibiting quite toxic behaviors they're more likely to see that as like normal and maybe not see the signs as early on in a romantic relationship i think if you're very lucky enough to have you know either two parents who love each other or two parents who have split up but like love their now partners Mm. um i think you're 
you you usually end up with someone who's like your parent, like quite similar. Like if I if they're so, quite yeah. if they're a nice person, if that makes sense, kind of thing. Um, yeah, because like if you've seen something work, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah, I want that. that's the formula. Yeah. You also think that because with um, having separated parents being more common and obviously more accepted in society, not being you know subject to taboo, that people in relationships now are actually starting to realize, oh, you know, if I'm in with someone and they're not someone I want to be with or they're not treating me well, I can I can take my own independence and go and move on and and you know find my happiness for myself. I think people for a long time probably did to a certain degree yeah. settle and go yeah. well I'm, I'm here now this is this is what a relationship supposed to be like I can't leave yeah because yeah, I think I think a lot of people like us kind of have that assumption that like oh if you're from like the side of like the term broken home which is like ridiculous like when like you could have you know two parents like it, it doesn't take two people to love each other to have a child it, if that makes yeah, sense yeah of course like they might really like each other but just don't Not love work. each other and yeah. but they actually find people they do love like now you've got four parents yeah like lucky you yeah you know, like like obviously that's you know not the case for everyone and there's like yeah or you have two parents who hate each other but don't divorce because of cultural taboo like in their own, within their own cultures kind of thing i mean do you think like we've become quite pessimistic in love or do you think we've become more realistic realistic what do you mean in love as so in the idea of like the idea of love with like marriage with all of those things do you think we're now getting to the point where because everything is becoming so like accepted and you know divorce laws are being what's the word when they're no fault divorce yeah like when they're being re-jigged <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah they're become, I mean the law is becoming more liberalised I think yeah. people are recognising and moving with the social attitudes that are changing and that you don't need to have strict rules for proving someone being divorced you can just have two people just separate it don't have to be a big deal about it especially with couples who have had a strict view of what monogamy is and having probably these rigid ideas okay this is what a marriage is this is what a relationship is people are realising that's not important anymore I think people are it's a weird one because I think the idea of marriage is becoming way less important. It's not being placed on the pedestal as much as it used to be. But in the same way, people are also going, well, investing in your personal relationship is important because how many people have been in couples because yeah, family coercion or, and, and, th- and things like that where they have to live entire lives desperately unhappy. And now people are going, well, we don't need to do that anymore. I think people are just being told more to like, make sure you fall in love with yourself first. I yeah. think that's, that's a thing. Which makes and that kind of goes back down round to the thing about like you know it's okay to celebrate yourself being single. It's, it's not that it's okay to, or it is okay to celebrate being single. Just like make sure you love yourself because like if you're like I'm loving being single but you don't like yourself, then yeah. that that's not yeah. I think that's the sort of thing. But also you can love your you can be really you know you can really love yourself and be in a relationship. Yeah, and I think um, that's something. Instead of Valentine's being one day where you show your love to your partner or your friends or yourself, that should be a thing that everyone is doing daily. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't just like yourself on Valentine's Day and be screaming, mm. I'm happy, either in a relationship or I'm happy single, you know. It should be a Can't conscious effort. Yourself? How in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. That's for RuPaul, in case. Oh, yeah. so I meant to say amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. you actually got it right. Um... Just to play devil's advocate, I completely agree. I do think that... Just to play devil's advocate, a phrase I hate. <laughs> I hate it. Why? Well, I mean, every time I've had just to play devil's advocate, it's normally followed by something potentially offensive or potentially, yeah. like, borderline controversial, and I'm like... Mm. Well, I, I'm do- I, I use the term just to give the other point of view. Fair. Yeah, yeah, which, yeah. Which is... Well, I, I understand the context of what you're yeah. using it. So I completely agree. I do think that... <laughs> just to be devil's advocate. <laughs> just to be devil's advocate to I my agree, devil's advocate. Um, I agree that loving yourself is, a, is the most important thing in, in order for you to have your security in yourself and in a relationship with someone else. But can it not also be said that sometimes you meet someone who is able to help you find ideas about yes. yourself that maybe you didn't recognise within yourself that needed, not needed change, yeah. but could help you change to become a better person. Definitely. And, Definitely. and then in that case, a relationship can actually help you reach yeah, that stage. That's yeah, such a power. No, thing. yeah, and I, I think that's, maybe, yeah, maybe that's the thing. Like, I, I, I kind of don't get the whole idea of like people being like, you can't 
love someone before you love yourself because I think sometimes you can, someone can someone can help you. I think it's important for people to obviously focus on themselves, but we also shouldn't discourage people for like you know I hate the term but like following their heart and saying and saying that they really don't throw up. Um, but I think I think, I think the problem is is this, that idea of like right, here is my love and I'm going to share it to this one person and I expect all of their love. Like, if you yeah. want to share all your love to someone, that's fine. If you want to put all your eggs in one basket. But don't expect that other person, like, and like you, like, th- th- to do the same. And I think that's where, like, things get, you know, people get upset and hurt, is, is people who, and that's maybe coming from someone who frequently used to do that, is put, putting all their, like, needs from one person, on one person. And then, like, when it's not reciprocated, it's like, well, why have you not done that? Mm. And, that's and then you take it as like a personal yeah. deficiency. I think when the reciprocity really... is really, it's such a good point. I remember, I can't remember who's, it was someone's mum that told, um, told us, like just giving us kind of good advice at the time, but said that just because, cool just because, <laughs> just because you fancy a girl doesn't mean that she fancies you back, which sounds like very simple and like very common sense. But I think it's the idea that like, especially when you're young, you think, well, I'm doing everything I can. I really care about them. I'm being really nice yeah. to them. Yeah. But why don't they want me? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's something that, like, especially like, maybe it's girls as well, but I think de- typically young boys, we are, we always no, think. Girls, girls definitely. You think? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely, maybe not with boys, well, no, probably with boys, but like with French. I remember, like, like way back when I lived in Cambridge. And yeah, I remember, like, there was these, like, two girls at school, and I just really wanted to be my friend, and they just didn't want to be my friend. And, like, I just didn't get that. I was like, but I'm. Like, I'm, doing, I'm, I'm, do, doing I'm doing everything yeah, right. I'm buying right. you lunch. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like you I'm know, I've saved hair. you a seat on like the bench in the hall. Okay, you don't have to sit on the floor. You can sit on the bench with me. And like, yeah, I just didn't get that. Um, and like, I think that's always something. Is a bit like, oh god, what if they don't like you as much as you like them? Yeah. Letting go of that is like, which I think is something that like you get with age. And like from my understanding, it's something that like I know now at 24, I'm way better at it than I was at 23. <laughs> No, completely. And I think, you know, realising that no one actually has an obligation to do anything for you, give you anything, yeah. like, even in a relationship. And it's, it comes back down to that expectations reality thing, which I think about all the time. And it's like, the only reason you're disappointed is because either your expectations are too high or your reality is too low. Mm. And it's like, and even with when it comes to someone else, like, the same way that someone can't expect to get anything out of you, like, you do it out of love, not out of expectation of course i think if you're if you feel obligated to do something then you're not really doing it for the other person you're doing it just to save an argument or to mm-hmm. stop conflict later down the line um i think in fact that's a lot easier said than done and i think it's something you have to put into practice yeah. so i certainly don't think it's something you can suddenly like listen to and think okay yeah i'll just lower my expectations or yeah. I'll just make my reality better because like if you're someone who tends to be gets like oh yeah i really want them to like me or like i hope they like me it's very hard to suddenly go like no don't think about yeah. that anymore what's the hardest lesson that you've learned since being in a relationship or having been in a relationship the God, little bit of the little nugget of wisdom the little nugget of wisdom that you think actually i wish i had known that before embarking in a relationship with someone i'd probably say to have somewhat of like a successful relationship should we say i hate the word successful but like you have to be selfless in a lot of ways um and i think before i was in a relationship i was very much like well this is how much i'm willing to give this is how much i'm willing to keep of myself you know like a very like selfish mentality but that doesn't ever work when it's like when you're with two people or maybe three people or four people or however many people but you have to be willing not just to compromise but to put the other person ahead of you at some in some situations um i also said more the other way like the thing you've always said like don't 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 beg um, don't please beg. give context to <laughs> like you don't know like you, you should never have to like beg for somebody's like attention or love kind of thing it's gonna make it worse further down the line What's the best lesson you've... Oh, the hardest lesson. For me, I think... I'd say back yourself. And because I think, especially during times where you're single, 
I've definitely thought like, oh God, who's actually going to like me and accept me? Because, Aww. No, no, because it, it, it's, especially, you know, being single for a relatively long time, you think, well, I have no, how, how do you know whether not only are you going to be compatible with someone, but they're going to accept you for who you are or the baggage that you come with as well. Mm. So I think the most important thing is just know that whatever you are, someone will, someone will like you for that. But you have to be honest and confident in yourself. Yeah. Unlike your parents and maybe even sometimes your friends, like someone who you're in a relationship won't love you unconditionally. Even though they might say they do, they would like, and so when you say something, like words will hurt. And like, even if you say, and then you're later, like, oh, I didn't mean it. Like that's still like, they're still gonna remember that. Like they're still yeah. gonna hear that. And to never ever like throw about something like, even like the mention, maybe not a breakup, but yeah, or like a break, like don't say it unless you really mean it because yeah. like once that's out there, like it's out there. Yeah. I would also say, if I can add another one, um, yeah. don't recycle. So um, what I mean is- Just reuse or? <laughs> what I mean is everything should have I a line under peace. the, everything in your relationship should have a line under the stand in terms of conflict and issues. Oh, that was going to be my next one. So, uh, but, I mean, I'll just elaborate and you can do yeah. something else. Um, <laughs> you can't use that one anymore. That was my love lesson. Um, Sorry. Um, yeah, so I think so many times you hear people say, oh, you know, they threw that back in my face later down. They've said like, oh, you know, we've, we've managed that and now they're brought up again. If, if there's ever a conflict or anything bubbling, you either let that be a line in the sand, you move past it, or you let that be a reason for you to have break or take some time apart. Because if you allow that to fester and not get resolved, yeah. that will cause issues so much further down the line. And the further it is from the time you had the argument, you don't even remember what you were arguing about. And yeah. it just becomes a sticking point that is unnecessary. I think to elaborate on that, just conflict resolution in general, you know, I'd say I'm really not a confrontational person at all. And I do that, I let it fester and then it'll blow up. And I've had times where I've been arguing and I've been like, well, I did that, but you did this, 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 and this. And it's just like, well, where, where did that come from? You know, like, and I think it's more harmful for the situation. And even with conflict resolution, but you always have to remember in the back of your mind, you're trying to solve the issue, not mm. like one up, one up each other. It's not a game. <clears throat> one up each other, see who's right, see who's wrong. It's like, let's actually try to resolve this. Yeah, I think I'm probably more like, I, I think now definitely less, but like, not everyone will enjoy arguing or like looking like and like looking for arguments just to make up. It's probably not very healthy. Um, I think that's a thing that you do maybe when you're younger, like this idea of like I fought with my boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever. Like, um, whereas like yeah, it's, that's just like not cool when you're when you get a bit older. I relate a lot to what you just said because I think. I have been, well, in my life, I'm very conflict averse. I don't really. Yeah. I think we get that from dad. From like, dad, yes, yeah, so fully bad. from dad. Which is, which is, a, it's, it's such a positive thing in like 99% mm. of life. But I, I've, I've been in situations with you where I let things go, but I don't really let it go. Yeah. And so because I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to rise above it. I'm not going to engage in conflict, but actually I don't. And because you are someone who is more prone to arguments than I am and I'm more prone to letting things fester than you are because you're very good at just going I have a problem mm. let's talk about it now whereas yeah. I'm the opposite I'm like oh I won't I'll just leave it so what so there's even more disconnect when you're arguing I'm putting things away and then and you slowly pick them back up and you're exactly. like Chuck them. yeah I think we're possibly like yeah like the like two ends of like I think and I think we've come to like a happy midpoint yeah. like of but it was definitely obviously at some point like difficult where I wanted to say every time I had a problem with something when realistically I probably didn't need to you know tell you off how to load the dishwasher um and like <laughs> you wouldn't tell me something and but would like kind of go silent and I was like well I know something's wrong I'd rather I just talk about it like that's just like we're just wasting time right <laughs> that's now that's actually crazy how similar we are there, I know but for me it's like and this was before obviously now I've grown up a bit but before I'd be like if I'm annoyed and you can sense it, then you need to find out the reason why. Like, why should I tell you why I'm annoyed? You should figure it out. But then I realized it's so counterproductive if I'm like, no, I'm fine. But this is the thing, we've grown up with a relatively, like obviously very well-functioning family dynamic. And yet we are still like pretty clueless when it comes to like certain aspects of managing, managing a relationship. So you can only imagine how difficult it is for like everyone who is in these situations. 
Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, you, you, you know, you've seen your parents being very, very calm, and that doesn't necessarily... So you probably think, oh, okay, like, I should be, like, I can be calm, but that doesn't necessarily mean you feel calm. Yeah. It's, it's not that. I don't think it's that because... Because our parents have been calm. My Our dad is extremely patient, and our mum is extremely angry. Yeah. But I think so with dad, he yeah. genuinely, like, his hearing, I think he genuinely, like, switches off his hearing. I think he's evolved a, a level of selective hearing. Yeah. So for him, I don't think it affects him, because he'll, he can just let it, like, dissipate. He won't, like, bring it up in, like, a malicious yeah. way, whereas for some reason I... That's my next defense. Like, I think we've seen two extremes. We've seen our mum blob everything and be like, well, that's completely yeah. un- unproductive. Yeah. But then we haven't learned actually how our dad manages the anger. We just see him be calm, which is the external product of what he's actually going through. Yeah. But when it comes to feelings, we're then left with like, oh God, like, I've got this anger now that I have no idea how to deal with because the only way yeah. we've seen it being ever, because I've never seen our dad angry ever. Yeah. So that's also harmful because. I have no idea how to process anger. Yeah. And I think the worst thing as well with, with anger is like the resentment. And I think that's yeah. the, when you start feeling a little bit resentful towards something, that's obviously the trigger that you need to like. Yeah. Resenting someone in a relationship is one of the most poisonous things. So if you, are, if you do feel like you're resenting someone else, just talk it out. Yeah. yeah I don't think I've ever, because I can't like, there's no, if I'm angry about something, it, it will come out. Like, there's yeah. no way it's staying in for any longer. Like, mm. Which, on balance, is a good thing. Yeah. It is, It gets I think, things out of the way. I don't know. Quicker. I don't know if it always is a good thing, because I think it's to the point where it's like, well, okay, well, maybe, like, yeah, like I said, like, like with a dishwasher thing, like, or it's like a, oh, by the way, like, that annoyed me today, and it's like, possibly don't need to list every little thing that you do. <laughs> that you do. <laughs> by the way, you breathed. Um, <laughs> uh, but it makes you feel better, in a way. Like, it gets it off your chest. Yeah, but... Which is better than bottling it up, I think. But do you think there's certain things that you can, like, omit for someone else's sake? Yeah, for sure. Like, if there are some things that, like, someone's just never going to change... Like, the way they walk, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't quite yeah. like that. And that's, <laughs> literally that's... the way I walk down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, oh, no, I learned to do it in a way, like, rather than being like, that's annoyed me, or, like, you do that wrong, I've been like, I, I might be like, oh, like, why'd you do that that way? Like... Like, let me know. Like, I think I'm trying to. Be more like... Why do you walk like the gruffalo coming yeah, down like, the stairs? Or like, let me like, know. <laughs> I'm gonna like ask you about it because I don't like it, but maybe like there's a reason behind it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I've stopped complaining about everything you do now. That's fine. I think it's gone more the other way. No. I'd say like not like not airing our dirty laundry, but like oh, I think I am quite annoying, <laughs> and you've learned from me to be like talk about it yeah which is good because yeah. I, I was someone who never spoke I let things go because like, I literally can't be asked with having any conflict luckily I haven't been in relationship with people who are like massively argumentative and you're not even massively argumentative you're just more argumentative than I am this is like I was just like think like I remember someone I was going to say mother um, when she obviously like, I think she's going through a stressful period in her life but she's always been someone who like if she's annoyed about something she would just say it and so then I think you know she went and spoke to someone and they were like and she basically had just been like oh I just feel like I'm bottling things in and so then when she like came back and was like yeah no like I've been advised like if I'm upset about something I should just tell them and I was like wait you were holding back <laughs> <laughs> like, there's more I was like what imagine <laughs> <laughs> you letting things go I know god I had this constant thing like I need to tell them that they're being annoying and they're like but if you tell them then they'll hate you no you need to not tell them okay I'll let them let it bubble up like so I think it's finding that balance but also you're with obviously someone who's probably like our dad as well just relatively very calm. much so which is why like we whenever we have arguments it's always him being very rational being like okay this isn't actually a problem <laughs> you sound like, like you resent him for it no I don't resent him I, I, yeah, like I'm that. glad because I don't think I'd be able to ha- handle someone that's argumentative because yeah. as soon as I feel, I feel like just in general, I'm very careful with my words, and especially in like a heated situation, I need time to process it before I like unleash it all. I'm literally exactly the same. Yeah, so I'll take some time, but he's very much like this isn't just doesn't have to be an issue. Like if we resolve it now, if we talk yeah, about but, it. But I'm I, I'm exactly like that. I need like five ten minutes yeah. just to collect my thoughts and just think. Because a lot of how to process yes, it. Yes, and I think it's a lot of the time, like, I don't actually know where the anger is stemming from. So mm-hmm. I'll be, like, feeling angry and I'll be like, what the fuck? What does this mean? Like, so then in terms of trying to solve the issue, I'm like, well, okay, give me a few minutes. But then obviously that's kind of counterproductive to the situation because it's like you want to get it 
resolved. No, I, I, I get that. Like, I think I'm, you know, yeah, the longer I leave it, like, I'm like, if I don't, if, if I, like, make this into a bigger thing in my head, like, the longer the time I don't resolve this issue, the more I'm going to make it into a big thing. So, like, if I get it out now, I, like, nip it in the bud kind of thing. Mm. But I appreciate that not everybody has that, like, want, yeah, that, that is not able to process that feeling as, as quickly. And everyone has, needs to take time to process their feelings process away but i was gonna ask do you ever use and this might just be a very individual thing but do you ever use crying as a weapon that is a deep not question. A, not a deep question but i i think it's part of me not being able to handle conflict whenever like something conflict occurs my reaction is to just cry or i just get so upset at the conflict i'm like cries i don't need to, to cry often in conflict no never in conflict I think of one time. Spill the beans. I'm not saying I've never cried in conflict, but men cry. You, I yes, think, I joking. think you, in like, I'm not talking about bickering, but I, your, your reaction to if I'm upset with you or annoyed about you something is to be like either cry or be me. very like, I like very like, um, like it's okay. I won't have any duvet or like. Oh, like, like, kind of like very like. Sorry. No, that's true. No, yeah, that's true. I do the exact same. Yeah, time. no, I, no, but no. You know why? Because I think. Okay, I'm trying to think of the moment and what I'm feeling in that moment when it happens. Is that I'm like, well, there's nothing I can do in this moment to resolve a situation. There's no way I can rationally talk my way through it or to manage it. So, 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 so I'm going. Well, I am at the end of my tether here. So, mm. what can I do? But it's really like. I'm not, I don't want to say manipulative because we're not doing it on it purpose. Is, but it, it is. It is very like, okay, well now I'm angry and upset in my own feelings, but I also have to tend to your yours. Yeah, this is what Yash says all the time. He's like, whenever there's an issue with him and I'll get upset, I'm like, well, my natural response is to be upset, but then he's like, well, well yeah, now I, can't now I have own. to be, now yeah. to comfort you and comfort myself. And it's, it's kind of makes you enough. be like, okay, well, I have to bury aside. Like, and like, that's the only time I felt like I've had to like bury things because I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit here and let you whimper without having a duvet on. Whimper. I'm glad you're sharing because I'm learning a lot about myself. You're actually yeah. getting me in the mud as well. Um, yeah. yeah. It's I hard get... though because how do you resolve that situation if you're feeling like, because that's where the resent can start to build. If you're like, oh God, I have to bury another thing and another thing and another thing and all to save a few whimpers. But it's only when like, it's only if you've done something wrong. Like if it's like, I've started an argument because I've done something wrong. Which I do. My first thing is, oh, if I've done something wrong or if I've done something right, I'll argue about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's when you've done something wrong, it's annoying. Whereas when it, like, you won't get upset when you know you're in the wrong. So like, and so oh, sorry, you won't get upset when you know you're in the right. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think the the getting upset thing comes is when from you're a, in the wrong. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, no, I have done something wrong. I think maybe just finding. The, I think the best way to deal with that would be to like find like I I think I'm quite good at apologising. Yes, say. yes, yes. Whereas, because I have to do it so often, um, that's the reason. Oh, yeah, practice. Yeah, I've had yeah. lots of practice because, like, I'm so, I get angry and then I'm like, shit, shouldn't have done that. Whereas, because you don't get things wrong very often, I think it just doesn't compute. Yeah, I'm shit at apologies. <laughs> I'm actually the same so person. Bad. I know, before I used to be like, I don't know whether it was a pride thing, but I'd hate to apologise because then it would acknowledge the fact that I was in the wrong or I'd done something wrong. So mine's not about pride. I don't think mine's about pride. I think I genuinely find it hard, like guilt. Yeah, guilt to actually. How do I? You know, I because I think I hold myself to a very high standard, and the problem is if I dip from that, especially to with someone that I care about, I think, oh God, how could I have let my standards slip for this? Yeah. Therefore, I'm feeling probably more guilty than I should do for that action. But it doesn't come across as guilt. It comes across as like, oh, not only am I upset, but I upset her, but I've upset myself. Like, and then it's like, no, you're like I, crying for yourself. And I'm like, no, hey, it's, 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 <laughs> in, 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 in my defense, it's, I don't think it's not self pity. It's not like oh poor me. It's me. It's like I disappointment think, at yourself. I, yeah, I think if you're if you are trying to be a, a kind of a, a virtuous person and trying to make sure that you treat people well and that you know, I think in my daily life I'm constantly thinking about it. I want to make sure that I am my best person, treat people with respect, being nice, and so. Because I'm hyper aware of that, if I slip so far down, I'm like, well, what has gone wrong here? But then yeah. reflect on that on your own time. What I think, 
You know, okay, like, miss. <laughs> no, like, like I think, I, yeah, you can like go away and think, and I, I, it, because it it doesn't. It's a bit like at that moment then, and like right after, or like right during the thing, like just be. I'm really sorry. Like even if you don't feel like it comes genuine, because you can come back even if it's a few hours later, or a few days later. No, because we don't. I can't think. I can't think like this should last longer than a few days. So I last. No, 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 no. Like say like I'm sorry. Like is there anything I can do right now? Like. I'm really, really sorry. And then if you feel in yourself like, ah, oh, that didn't feel genuine. I'm not saying then be sad for the next yeah. three days. I'm saying be normal. And then go, look, I just want to like say, I know I said sorry at the time, but I've had really reflected on it. And like, actually what I did was not okay. Um, and I just want you to know I'm really, really sorry. Rather than being like, I'm so sorry. Let me reflect on this now by myself. It's like, well, at that mm. time, because then the other person's in the has state to of think, like, yeah, has to yeah. Oh, I, yeah. You know what's mad? I'm in a relationship therapy session with my sister and you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both getting relationship therapy yeah. from you, Lily. Oh God, no. Because um, I think a big part of it, like as someone who like is the sort of like on the other end is like, you want to be angry like for just a bit and so if someone's not not letting you have that because even if someone's like if they're like i'm really really sorry that doesn't mean they have to accept it that doesn't mm. mean they have to go oh, like, yeah, yeah. oh thank you so much everything's gone now but like actually then when you're sorry gives them that minute of going okay yeah i'm allowed to be angry whereas mm. if they're sad you're like well i can't be angry because you're crying or you're like you're upset or you're not putting a duvet on uh, yeah. <laughs> the sheets will never forget like the streets will never forget. forget. Oh. But it's actually so mad that obviously we're not like the same gender. We have obviously had different experiences with relationships, mm. but we act the from this discussion <laughs> the most yeah, identical the way. To be fair, I wouldn't expect you to act in the same way as me. I Why? thought you'd be more like upfront and like I'm becoming verbal like with your I think issues. Yeah, it took some training. <laughs> well, yeah, also because again, in my prev- previous relationships there was very very little conflict probably mm. because we were both similar kinds of people in terms of like our temperament but now we're different so i've had to finally go right this is this is probably how my our dad was as well because yeah. he's a very chill person mum's an absolute rocket so he's probably had to obviously we don't know what he was like when they were first together this is probably the same thing that he also had to navigate through mm. but i think isn't maybe something different between like you guys and your dad is like your dad doesn't I, mean, I don't know like doesn't actually ever have that like seemingly re- resentment it's like i think he, did. Like, I think he must have done i think it would have been incredibly unnatural i think not he's to. just a much better person than both of us no, no i think he's, <laughs> he's old wait, he's old he's like you know he's mid-50s now we don't, when he was 21 yeah he, he must have been like us he can't this i don't know i just think there's that like genuine like that's fine. Yeah, like, I think he's I, always I, been very... But we've only seen him yeah. as, as a proper adult. adult we haven't seen yeah. him when he was going through this. Remember, True, he maybe have, that's a question we mom, should ask Mom him. was his first serious relationship. So again, these are things that he would have had to have gone through. Yeah. And, and I it's, think it's at not the like time... mum was calmer. Mum was probably worse than she was now. Love you, mum. <laughs> Um, yeah, you're lucky you weren't here a couple of years ago. <laughs> no, I'm joking, I'm joking. Um, That's just because you were a teenager. Yeah, I think <laughs> the conflict. But I just, I think, I think. Do you know what part yeah. of it is? I think because me and mum used to have like screaming, angry arguments. I think that's really, you know, impeded my ability to deal with conflict. Because now no, I no, see, no, no, I see that. red, it's, and I'm like, avoid, avoid. It's, it's not that we avoid. in our household there is no conflict. Even between us as siblings, there was no conflict. Yeah, I've never between, been in house with so little conflict. <laughs> You're just like, between, something happen now? And like. fair, even between my friends, there's very little conflict. Yeah. So for yeah. the vast majority of my life, I've, I've gone pretty scot-free in terms of having to actually, you know, de- 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 get angry with someone or like be upset with someone. You're probably the first person I've actually had a proper conflict with. <laughs> yeah, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I remember that first time we got into an argument. Yeah. Was it quite early on? Or... It was fair. No, it was yeah. drunk. It was because we were drunk and like. But again, that was the first time that I actually had like mm. had to be like, wow, this is something that I, I never, you know, what? I don't know whether you agree with this, but I've never ever felt in my life really that I have to speak up about something or I have to, I have mm. to like air my feelings. I normally my knee jerk reaction is. I'll let it go. Like, yeah, for me, it's I like, weigh up the situation. I'm like, is this worth, worth it, causing yeah. an argument over? Because most of the time, yeah. I'm like, if it's not that deep, 
you know, I kind of try to condition myself to realize like certain things are worth the arguments and things aren't. Mm. But then when I'm drunk, you know, <laughs> this different story. I once like literally shouted, like literally screaming in my uni accom- accommodation room um, that Yash hard. didn't buy any cutlery when he came to visit because his friend had like come over as well. And I was like, please, can you just like bring an extra set of knives and forks because I don't have enough. And it was like borderline Corona time. <laughs> <laughs> so like he um he didn't get any on the way but he bought like plastic cutlery and we'd had an argument in the club and then I came home and I was like turned around and I was like well you didn't get the cutlery and I was like screaming this and at that point <laughs> I realized okay you have taken it too far like that's the worst bit is when you're like that. oh I, I always say this to Ash like when we are like bickering about something and then like I say something I'm like I just didn't really want that to come out. And then you're like, well, I can't go back on it now. Yeah. You just keep going. You can feel that inner bit of you being like, shut up, shut up. Yeah. Which is why I think I, I, I think we're all prone to it. We, we all, especially in the heat of a moment, say things that we don't mean. And I'm so terrified because I've not been in conflict and never been in a situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm so terrified of being in that. So I think, right, I'm going to take as much time yeah. as I physically no, no, can to go, yeah. I'm not going to say something. Because like you said, once you say something, you can't yeah. take it back. Yeah, so exactly. I don't want to say something that's going to be stuck with someone forever. I think I just also like personally just get a lot less enjoyment out of arguing. Like I, I used to like... <laughs> You used to like like picking up fire. Yeah. Oh, she loved it. Loved it. But what Not- would you gain from it? Like, it's an it's a, it's a adrenaline rush. Whereas the adrenaline I get from a fight is the worst kind. I'm like, that it's a fight or flight. But right. I'm like, flight, get out of it. Like, I just don't wanna. It's like it was like oh, just like really like I was just I mean like I, my, my exes were equally as toxic, but like just like really toxic, being like, oh my god, I don't know, just like. Would it be if you were in the right, you'd you'd know you're in the right and you're like, let me pick a fight because I know I'll win this? No, it was more like picking things I knew either like, so like I think I had an ex who was particularly like, I don't want to say right wing, but certainly had like views that I didn't agree with. And like, I would like pick up, like I'd be like, oh, but you do really think this? It's like, even though we'd had that same conversation about a particular policy issue. Mm. And, and Riveting. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to pick something that's not me being like showing how crazy I was. So like crazy. <laughs> but honestly, like everyone must think these things, right? We're not in isolation. We're not just a, a sample size of like, the most craziest people in relationships. I think I'm definitely not the craziest person. <laughs> I was, was going to say, yeah, you, you two definitely like. No, it doesn't. So yeah. I'm saying, like, a lot of people are obviously going through this stuff and like just don't know how to navigate it. But I think a lot of, and I don't know whether you feel this, but like a lot of the stuff on TikTok. Is very, I don't want to say glamorizes toxic relationships, but it's very much like mm. call them out or like pick that fight or like. Really? Yeah, and it's just, I don't know, it, it's kind of like I'm praising challenge, praising uh, difficulty. But again, we you need a level of conflict. Arguments yeah. are healthy. Because it progresses, yeah. Yeah. I think also a big thing is like people being like quite like almost like proud to be like, I was in a toxic, like, and there's a, like a line between someone being like, you know, needing to speak about being in a toxic relationship, but also like, I don't know, like, it seems like a, a lot of young people are almost like seeking that, like, yeah. and I think, not being able to trust people again. Yeah, like, like, and then being like, going into a relationship, being like, I don't, like, I don't trust you, like, I don't this, like, blah, 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 and it's just like, at that point, you shouldn't be going into a relationship. Mm. Yeah, I had a friend at uni who used to always say that, so her, her default setting with boys would be, I'm not going to trust you until you gain my trust. Not, I'm going to trust you until you break my trust. I can see both sides of that. Like, I can see someone that's, I don't know, potentially been hurt before, being like, well, I'm not going to make the same mistake I did before and trust someone. I'm going to wait until you, like, prove that I can trust you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, unless you've had very healthy stable relationships you don't mm. go into every situation thinking mm. this person is trustworthy life is not ideal like that 